0: All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in just past 10 o'clock. It's Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KX and Owen 106.3 FM. We welcome you to a Tuesday edition of the program. For the next couple of hours, we will talk sports with you. BMW of Des Moines guest list, very topical and timely here today with the uh, announcement that the alliance will come down between the Pac 12, the ACC, and the Big Ten at uh, 1 o'clock. What it means, we will opine. on that here coming up. Uh, but the guest list at the bottom of the hour, Ben Kirchoval, who covers college football for Uh He will join us uh, at 10.30. Mitch Holtus in his normal spot, Papa John's of Central Iowa, sponsors his daily appearances throughout the month of August. Uh, he's at 10.50, and then at 11.20, we will localize it with our friend Randy Peterson from the Des Moines Register. We'll talk about the, uh, the upcoming season, but obviously... Uh, dip into the news uh, that is apparently going to break here today. What well, broke last night and be, I guess, confirmed um, at, uh, at 1 o'clock or thereabouts this afternoon when the commissioners of the Big T- uh, Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 uh,
2: all meet to shed some light on what's going on with this alliance. How are you? I'm doing well. And uh, a couple of questions I want to float back your way as it pertains to this alliance is how it Impacts us here with the Big Ten perspective. Mm-hmm. Why? What do you mean, why? Why do this when it has been nip tucked back and forth the Big Ten, and the SEC? Who has the most money? What's yeah. the best conference? It is those two. Why, if you're the Big Ten, are you marrying yourselves to numbers three and four? Uh, I think it's
0: strength in numbers. Uh, I, I think that uh, with, with those three, they can now take on level the playing field when it comes to negotiating television contracts. When it comes to negotiating playoff, who's going to cover the college football expanded playoff? Should we get to that? I think there's strength in numbers, mm-hmm. and the SEC and the ESPN that marriage uh, seemed to be on the precipice of dictating how college football is going to be played, where it's going to be shown, et cetera. And I think what they've done is they have uh, cut the knees out from under the SEC and ESPN, at least at this point. Now, ESPN's still the television partner, but when you got the Big Ten and you're teaming up with the Pac-12 and that brings the Rose Bowl into it, and the ACC, although no, certainly not a football strength with a couple of exceptions, and they can't be up back there if the Florida schools hold up their end of the bargain. Um, I think it's strength in numbers, and I think it's all about a power ploy and balancing the scales.
2: I, I think you're right, and I think you explained it very succinctly because that popped in my head last night as I was reading through this and reading Thamel's piece on Yahoo. Is Did you read his piece today? Cycle and fence. stay away. Don't read it. Yeah, not good. Well, not it's all good. about Matt Campbell, right. and he's right. Yeah. It's... For the Big Ten, for this this block now, these 40 schools and 41, you throw Notre Dame in the mix, with them together, the strength of being mm-hmm. able to push through, they like the idea of a 12-team playoff. You know, for people that are, oh, that means this great playoff we think we're going to get, we might not get it as soon no. as we thought, right? but we're going to get it because they see the positives of it. But one thing I found very interesting reading through last night was... I want to see quarterfinal games played on campus. Right, Probably not going to happen. Right. But having a game in Indianapolis or Minneapolis or a neutral field, if you will, in the upper Midwest, that's all right. Mm-hmm. It's not great. better on campus. Right. It's not as good as a game at Kinnick. Sure. Or a game even in Columbus or whatever it may be. But it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Where it's drivable, it's manageable, and the difficulty we talk about four straight weeks traveling or four games over a month's period of time. You can make it a little more salvageable because you hop in the card and you go to Indy, and that'll be your quarterfinal game, and then you get to the final four after that. So that was one that I said, right? That makes some sense more than just the scheduling alliance. And ultimately, although I like this, well, I like in one respect, I like it. On the other, on the on what moves our needle the most, I
0: absolutely hate it. Look, Trent, three weeks ago, you said it's the end of Seahawks, and I was killed, and you were you, I think I think you generated like a sixteen or I lost track at sixteen page. Page, not, not tweet, our 16-page thread on how awful you are at your job mm-hmm. at Cyclone Fanatic. They're going to sing songs about you, Trent. Oh, Remember yeah. that line from Dancing with Wolves? <laughs> right. They'll sing songs about you. Uh-huh. Uh, but you're right. It's the end of Cyhawk as we know it. I just don't see any way around it. And I said, as we know it. So look, if indeed we're, we stay at a 12-game schedule, which we will, the Big Ten's going to play four, four Big Ten schools at home, four Big Ten schools on the road. That's eight. Now with this alliance, apparently they are going to play a, a ACC school and a Pac-12 school. One at home,
2: one, one on the road. Year, yeah,
0: one year they play at home, one year they're on the road. That's 10. You need two games. Mm-hmm. You need two games at home.
2: To get to 7
0: home games. To get to 7 home games. Mm-hmm. So, and and how many of the what's left of the Power Five? I don't know what we're going to call it. It's not a Power Five anymore. Mm -hmm. The Power Four. How many of those Power Four schools are going to take on a team with a pulse? They're going to be looking for MAC programs, Mm -hmm. for Conference USA programs, for Mountain West schools. What does this do for
2: the relegated eight or whatever we call in the left behind eight Big 12 schools? You're part of the tier of what the American is right now. Right. And for years we've heard... Programs like UCF, we're not playing a two-for-one. We're not doing Our program is good enough where we deserve a home-and-home, which is true. Mm -hmm. But that's not the reality. It's not anymore. It isn't. And this is the reality also for Iowa State, Mm -hmm. Kansas State, Mm -hmm. Kansas. Oklahoma State, TCU. Texas Texas Tech. Right. More than likely, they're not going to be able to get, with whoever they want, a home-and-home, which, for all intents and purposes, they could in the past. That's not Mm -hmm. the case now. No. Home-and-homes are... Are off the board. Is there a possibility of a two for one? Maybe even a three for one? Yeah, that could be out mm. there. But then you're making it difficult on your own, right? Because right. you're trying to balance your own books. You're yep. trying to get as many home games that as only possible. gives you
0: six if you do it that way.
2: Because financially, yeah, that check that you get for a million dollars for wherever you travel to is great. But you want to fill your own stadium, mm-hmm. and when you're I trying have to find ways, yes, you're trying to find ways to make the money work. Home games are going to be, I think, even more important for a program like Iowa State going forward. Uh, it's just where they're going to land, Trent. Here's
0: what, this this happened before the, the news broke on the Alliance. So Stephen M. Sippel, who bought, for you Nebraska fans, Sipp is back with us weekly starting tomorrow. Now, tomorrow he's at 1130. I'm not sure he'll stay there, but he's going to join us weekly, as he always does each and every season, for the Husker fans uh, in the audience. So Sippel retweeted this from his colleague Parker Gabriel. And apparently the chancellor of UNLV, Ronnie Green, uh, was talking about, I guess you gotta tell a radio show or some media availability. Um, the chancellor at Nebraska, he was talking about Trev Alberts, but at the end of his, uh, at the end of his remarks, he said this, quoting, he just dropped this in, according to Parker Gabriel, out of nowhere. Quote, some exciting things I think you're going to be hearing about in the next short period of time ahead, as well as them being related to the Big Ten. So he kind of let this out of the bag that there's about to be a major announcement about the Big Ten, and then two hours later, the alliance breaks. So um, the presidents and the chancellors, they're all made aware of this, and Mark, or Ronnie Green couldn't help himself, but he had to get this out. Some like, exciting things I think we're going to hear about in the next short period of time. Is this the
2: same guy that got caught on Mike last year with the Nebraska Mike that said football is coming back. Remember before that? No, I that, don't. I'm not, don't. Saying, I'm, I'm not saying you're making it up. I so, just don't remember. It felt like everything was happening. Mm-hmm. That Big Ten football was coming back. It was, whatever, late September, whatever it was. Yeah. And it was happening, but there wasn't any official report out there. And then... And I think it's this guy that you're talking about here. Yeah, he was on the podium getting ready to talk. The mic was on. He didn't realize it. Looked yeah, over to somebody. I, yeah, football's coming back. I, I think
0: now it's starting to come back. I, ga, a I gotta get
2: bit. this. I gotta see if this. Well, is Well, regardless, same guy. I mean, he, this guy can't shut up. He,
0: he can't shut up. We and need a couple to just keep hours a mic later. around him
2: all the, all the time, right? No,
0: no kidding. <laughs> um, so what is this? Let's try and find a positive in this from an Iowa State and the and the other seven schools. Mm-hmm. So the if indeed. This shuts the SEC out from playing Big Ten, ACC, and Pac Twelve.
2: Yes. Right? Absolutely. They're shut out. Yes. So they're gonna be playing the Citadels mm-hmm. or outside the... of the rivalry games that are already there. Which Georgia may,
0: Tech, Georgia. Which may or may not stay. I think they will. Well I then think... why doesn't I when Iowa State
2: stay? Because the SEC is different than the Big Twelve.
0: Okay. I mean that's true. Yeah. Obviously that's true. So the Kentucky Louisville game stays. South Carolina Clemson. South Carolina Clemson game stays. There's four of them, right? Uh, Florida and uh, Florida State. Florida, yeah, Miami. This, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the answer to the question. That's those the answer four to the question.
2: Yeah. So those four stay, but... But if you're Georgia, well, Georgia Tech doesn't have a pulse. But you're right, because, and especially if the SEC is going to stay at eight conference games, even with this right. expanded conference, well, they're going to look around. The Big Ten is dropping. The Pac-12 may drop from nine to eight. And the ACC is going to stay at eight conference games. Mm-hmm. Well, the SEC is not going to put themselves at a competitive disadvantage.
0: They're going to be we looking for.
2: They're going to be looking for opponents. So you need four. Uh huh. And all right, we'll play a neutral or a road. Yeah. Does that open it up? And if you are Kansas State and Auburn wants to play a two for one, didn't they just do that? Didn't K State? They did. Right? But yeah. now it's a two for one, not a home right. and home. Yeah, right. Don't you have to say yes? Of course you do. If you're Iowa State and you get a call from Florida. Georgia? Yes. Yes. Two for one. Where do we... You have to mm-hmm. do that. And with that, and this kind of alliance of its own, this creates... Think of what the American would kill for right now, to have that kind of scheduling alliance with their conference sure. In the SEC. you kidding me what the sun belt would do, what the Mac would do if they could have something similar <laughs> it's a with great the point. big ten
0: you think about it from the from opposite perspectives, right they as we know it today a a c would kill for that mm-hmm. the big twelve schools are settling for that
2: It's a pretty good consolation
0: prize. it's it's okay, but at the same, what are we calling that? Where do they live they don't they're live... their own tier, yeah.
2: They don't live in major college football anymore. And what ultimately is going to decide all this is when TV contracts come up, who they bring in, what they financially are going to be. Because I still believe they're going to be okay. Not yes. money-wise. I think they are. At you, the same level? You have an athletic department. Iowa State in 2019, their athletic budget was about $95 million. Okay. If you trim... And how much did that came from football? 50? 45? About, yeah, like, yeah, right in that range. Right. Say you're cutting off, you're going from $35 million a year in TV mm-hmm. down to 20. Okay. You can find a way, not real easily, yes, I know it's going to cost jobs, but mm-hmm. living in the reality here, you can cut $15 million of quote-unquote fat away from it and make it work because you've done it well, before. you're forced to make it work. Right. And, and look at what athletic departments across the country were a decade ago. They were able to mm-hmm. make it work then. Mm-hmm. You can maybe be able to make it work here. It's difficult to go back when you're nope. at that point. Just, it's really tough. But it absolutely can happen. And I think it can happen for Iowa State. And ultimately, this is a kind of league where you can survive. You it's not about getting a once in a generation kind of coach and Matt Campbell. Mm-hmm. On a year by year basis, this is a conference with the eight remaining schools plus whatever four you throw in there. That is a conference that year after year. You can work to build upon. You can be great in basketball. Yeah. Football, you're going to be a yearly contender in it. And with that, this is ultimately, I think, a great thing for Iowa State. There's going to be lean years. And when you're cutting that, well, it's I, going to be difficult. I wouldn't use a
0: great thing. A great thing would be for the Big 12 to somehow survive. But it's not. But it's not, right. So I can't call it great. I'll call it consolation. Sure. You know, the best of a bad situation. There you go because that's what it is I mean they are we, we said this since this started they're on the cusp of the most potentially uh memorable season in the history of their school and to have this sh- overshadowing um yet in a lot of ways not in the football program itself um but certainly amongst the fans that will t- fill all of those seats like they, they think about this Iowa State look at their schedule each every each and every year.
2: Who are the three big name opponents on that schedule? Iowa, Texas, Oklahoma, and where do they go? They're done, and all three of them are off, and right? all three of them are gone. Yeah, boom. That's that's awful. You still got the rivalry with Kansas State. Yeah, you still got Oklahoma State, but it's you're right. It's come It's on. not the same. It's not. No, it's not even close. When Cincinnati comes to town, yeah. even a good Cincinnati team. Right. I love Ritter the quarterback, but you know, right? And, and, and Fickle, how long is he going to be there? Right. BYU comes in.
0: It'll be the, the same. It'll be different. I know. I know. All right. So um, I was going to say this for eleven o'clock because I know we we'll have some time before Randy Peterson. Yeah. But
2: um, let me. Wh- where's Notre Dame in all of this? I'm still confused. Because who's going to want to play them? Right now, part of the SEC alliance, maybe that's a real possibility yeah. because part of the alliance is with the. Five games that Notre Dame has to play every single year against ACC opponents. Mm-hmm. That is part of now their contract. Now their game against Stanford, that also counts as that five. Right. Their game against USC, that counts as a part of that five. Right. That opens up more scheduling opportunities. And maybe, right. just maybe, that means Notre Dame has more flexibility because they don't have to play Duke now, or at least as right. often. They don't have to play NC State. You know, does that really make sense? We can get the Michigan game back on a yearly basis. But where is Michigan going to want to play it? They might. They're going to play 11 because teams? Because that's also going to be part of their crossover, their ACC but, uh, but alliance. They're, but they're independent. But it counts as the way that I read the article from Thamel. That will count as their quote-unquote ACC game for the year. Well, if that's the case, that may that makes a lot If we get Notre Dame Michigan back on a yearly basis, sign me up. Yeah. that's I love that game. Oh, I do, too. Two <laughs> programs that I hate. Absolutely. And 7 o'clock at night. A game that I absolutely love yes, to see absolutely. every single it's, year. It's great. And they're Social. usually pretty good games. Yes, they are. And it feels like an underdog it pulls off some upsets in that mm-hmm. game quite a bit throughout the year. So that would be a component of it, too. But you're right. Are we going to see Florida-Notre Dame? Mm-hmm. Alabama-Notre Dame? I think they're on a future schedule. that are already set up. Right. But you're right. Notre Dame's schedule, the way it's set up. They've been quiet in all this, though. And they're, they're just going back to the initial 12-team playoff when it was floated out. You have to be a conference champion to get a bye. And Notre Dame was okay with that. Yeah, no. I still think there's something mm-hmm. funky going on. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more. Are they? More to are, that they story. are they? Um, well, well, the eight, eight leftovers. I hate
0: calling them that. What
2: can we call the that? remaining eight?
0: The remaining. I just, still I don't like that. Either. The Big
2: Eight. The
0: Big Eight. <laughs> so the Big eight's now got an SEC game. Seven games against the. Well, they'll expand. I would assume, yes, yes. or they'll be absorbed. But are is the Big Eight all of a sudden a? Notre Dame partner when it comes to scheduling games. I wouldn't see why not. Does Iowa State go to South Bend? (laughs) Does does, does Notre Dame come to Ames? Um, Because if Notre Dame's opponents go away, Mm -hmm. they need to play
2: 12 games. They do. How do you get there? Mm-hmm. And how do you play 12 games, teams, with with a pulse? And we know they're not going to play an FCS team. No. It's very rare that they play a MAC team, right. though it happens. It's happened a little more mm-hmm. here recently. Does you and I make more trips to Kinnick
0: Stadium coming up? Probably. You know, keep the money in state yes. that way?
2: I think that makes sense. I think you're going to see that. Because and... they have to play seven, Trent. Yep. When you said it, I knew
0: you were right, if indeed it ended up being that way, that I mean this this game in in three weeks two weeks three weeks whatever weeks maybe the last time Iowa plays at Jack Trice Stadium
2: oh that wouldn't be a shock
0: right I mean, think about
2: that wow I had not even wrapped my mind around that this might be it because you're right yes there is a contract that goes through 2028 but I think
0: and Mark Morehouse pointed this out and I looked for it and, and you know me and <laughs> The contract, apparently there's a clause that if there's a change of conferences, that that negates Mm -hmm. the length of the contract. Now, that was Morehouse. Mm -hmm. He's looked at the contract. He's covered Iowa very closely for a number of years. Um, I don't know. But if that's the case, this game on September 11th might be the last time that the Hawks... Wow.
2: Come to Ames. That'll I, stink. I, I have... you stink. You absolutely blindsided me with that. A thought that never went through my mind. And Cyclone fans, I don't want this to happen. Oh, yeah, you do, Trent. You're <laughs> loving really. it. I can see you, Chuck. In terms of business, it's not good for business. No, it's awful for business. That we don't get CyHawk every right. single year. Right. That we don't have a home-and-home. Home. This is bad for me. I, I plan to be here... For another 20, 25 years. This is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. This is not what I'm rooting for. I'm just telling you what I believe it's is going realistic. to happen. And realism is what I'm about. This is a realistic scenario. They've
0: got 10 games spoken for. They being Iowa. And Eight Big Ten games, an ACC, and a Pac-12. They've got two other games. And they're both going to be home games. Because right now, with the 10, only five are played at Kinnick Stadium. They're looking for two home games. That's how it, and that's what it's going to be. Ohio's back on the schedule, you know. Um, teams like that, Ball State's going to be coming back.
2: <sighs> a million but at dollars at the same to, time. A million dollars to get out of the contract. That's nothing. And it's only been extended through twenty twenty five, which is when out when apparently this is going to this is going to kick in. And if it. Even if it's two years, you're exactly right. I mean, Iowa can write the check for $2 million to get out of those last two games if this scheduling alliance goes mm-hmm. into effect for 2023. And I wouldn't be a bit
0: surprised if you're seeing checks written to get out of these alliances mm-hmm. ASAP. Right. Look, Texas and Oklahoma aren't staying to 2025. No. That's not going to happen.
2: Yeah. Look around. The le- When Nebraska left, they left the following mm-hmm. year. When Maryland and Rutgers Same left, deal. they left. And these were announced in the Later. fall. Later, <laughs> yeah. right. Not in the summer. This was back in the fall when these were announced. And very quickly, mm-hmm. they were able to get to the conference. Same thing's going to happen here. I would be shocked if Texas and Oklahoma are part of the Big 12 next season. No, I would, too. I would this too. is it. This is their swan song. Mm-hmm. And you said, this might be it for Cy Hawk in Jack Trice Stadium. Hmm. Wow. It's brutal.
0: All right. Um, somber note. It is a somber note. Did you watch any of the NFL game last night? I did. CG he's, Beathard. Yeah, I mean, look, at, he's playing against guys that are going to be selling cars and uh, medical insurance, but at the same time... Better him than them. Yeah, true. He, look, he's he looked really good. He did. And he's he's looked good when he's got his opportunity when he was in San Francisco. I love his story. He's as tough a quarterback as I was ever had. Mm-hmm. He might be my—no, you know what? He's my favorite Hawkeye quarterback of all time. Is he? Yeah, I think he is. I really like Kyle McCann. Yeah. Just because of the abuse that he took, and I felt bad for him. Um, but C.J. Beathard, I think he's my all-time favorite Hawkeye quarterback.
2: A guy that had to change his injuries started to kind of crop uh-huh. up. The guy that we saw his sophomore year, that run in Jack Trice, yes, backed up inside oh the five-yard line— Game changer. changed that game uh-huh. without that play, Iowa doesn't win that football right. game. But he was an athletic guy that could move around and make plays. By the end of his career, wasn't that. He had been so banged oh. up, just wearing it on his hip. But to stick around this long, yeah, to do it at a couple of different stops That's now. Great. He's going to make this team at the expense of maybe Gardner Minshew.
0: Is Minshew going to go anywhere? Oh. Is, he, is he just going to be cut? No, I would think they'd get something. Get a 6 rounder for yeah, him. Yeah, somebody will want to take it because look at the couple of games that he played uh, last year. He wasn't. He wasn't terrible. Boy, Trevor Lawrence, this kid, he's going to get the crap kicked out of him.
2: Yeah, that offensive line's oh bad, God. bad, bad, bad,
0: bad. As, as as good as he is, and I think he's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. I really do. He's going to take such a beating over the course of this regular season. And he's not the biggest guy to begin with. He's tall, but he's lanky, right? Mm -hmm. And he's, I don't know, we'll we'll find out, because he's going to take some shots. Uh, The Bears are going to uh, sit Andy Dalton uh, this coming weekend, it's Justin Fields for the first half. They are sitting the starter. Uh, there's there's no mystery anymore. The starter. Whatever.
2: Did you put your fingers up in quotes there? Right. The, the starter to begin with, right? right. To the
0: begin the season, but uh, there, there's no more. Well, we can Fields do anything to, you know, to change Nagy's mind? The mind is made up. It is going to be Andy Dalton versus the Rams at SoFi Stadium on Sunday Night Football, Week Number One. Speaking of
2: bad offensive lines, yeah, right. There's the Bears against Aaron Donald and company. Oof. Good luck. Yeah, no, just just brutal. Um, baseball yesterday? Did you watch any? No, didn't watch any.
0: I'd I watch,
2: I flipped. What did the White Sox, Blue team. Jays? No, it's I flipped it, the Cubs. On you know, I for didn't a watch minutes. a single pitch. Yeah, not a single pitch. I guess they came back. They did. Yeah, one six four. Right. More background thing as the NFL game was on mm-hmm. commercial. Just flipped over there. Old habits die hard, I guess, yeah. you've taught me as well. I know.
0: Do you see the pictures from Wrigley Field last night? There wasn't 10,000 people in the building.
2: I I noticed it was very sparse. Holy crap. The the crowd shot that I saw when they kind of panned back and didn't feel like they did that oh. very often. Oh. It was a foul ball and it was very quickly cut away from that one. <laughs> right. I wonder if there's... anybody went and got it. Just leave, <laughs> right, just leave right. it <laughs> yeah. too far. It's fine. There'll be another one coming here <laughs> oh, closer. mackerel. All
0: right. Uh, ben Kirchhoff, com. More college football conversation coming up uh, in, in just a few minutes. Mitch Holtis is going to be here. Boy, we're jam-packed tomorrow already. Uh, Sipple's going to join us. Of course, Cappy will be in his normal spot. What else are we doing tomorrow? Frank Schwab from the mm-hmm. NFL is going to be a part of it. Um, football season. And, and I didn't let you know this. Yeah, we got to do some high school preview. Maybe we can do that on Thursday. That's a good idea. Um, we're going to be joined on our MediaCom show by Mike Palm from Circa. Oh, nice. He's going to zoom. He's an Iowa guy.
2: Yes, he is. From Dubuque. Went to Notre Dame. Went Speaking to Notre Dame. Speaking of the Irish, right. one of many from Dubuque over there that, of course, made the short drive over to South mm-hmm. Bend for college and quite a story himself. He was teaching yeah. after college right. just up the road from us over in Boone. Mm-hmm. He's a teacher. Did start at Waterloo? Was that part of his story? Is I that he was Waterloo to Boone, but regardless, yeah. yeah. He was in Boone. He was umpiring. Mm-hmm. Was becoming a pretty good umpire. Mm-hmm. That was known. He, no one he was, was in the girl. He umpired the girls' state tournament, yeah. he right? was up to Fort Dodge doing that and decided, you know what? Making $16,000 a year as a teacher here at the parochial school. Jesus. You need to do a little more for the youngsters mm-hmm. that are starting out. So he moved. He kind of ditched his, his job. Hitched his wagon and, to Derek Stevens in the
0: Circa. What a well.
2: fortunate career move that turned yes. out to be good for him. So
0: yeah, he's on our MediaCom show MC22 uh, that we do inside the numbers. By the way, did you catch me? Did Tony Finau put you over the top?
2: Finau, didn't you bet Tony Finau? In I golf? did. I got a, I got one of those odds boost too. So he was twelve to one yesterday morning. So it Did, you, up to did you catch to me?
0: Because yesterday was or this week was
2: the last week of our little contest. I didn't do that in the MediaCom contest. Thank though, God. So. <laughs> Yep, you're all right there. back to I the think back was, went years. Yeah. You, okay. You dominate that thing. Uh, it's
0: um, coming up on 1030, so we'll take our break. We'll be joined by Ben Kircheval on the other side. We take you up until noon. Mitch Holtis, you Chiefs fans out there, in about 23, 25 minutes, the voice of the Chiefs. Did you see the article from Barrett Sports Media that named the best five voices in the NFL? No. Do you have any idea who would be on that list? Radio voices. Radio best, voices. Five best radio voices in the nfl
2: uh mitch holtis
0: is one of them paul allen is another one of them
2: uh wayne larabie
0: no Uh, a guy i don't know do you know dan miller from the lions i don't know and uh who was the other one meryl reese of the eagles been doing it for a million years those are the four I remember anyways. Um, but, yeah, Mitch Woltus and Paul Allen. Boy, you know, the bad thing. But I get asked this quite frequently. Why don't you guys have Paul Allen on your show anymore? Well, he's on the radio right. Right, at the same time we are. He's on from 9 to noon. Right. And I just don't want to tape him after our show mm-hmm. today and play him tomorrow because so much can break, right. change, et cetera. So, um, unfortunately, uh, PA... Unless he changes time slots for us, and I don't think he's going to. acquiesce pretty happy acquies with yeah. to that. Why wouldn't he be? It's the best time slot in radio, in yeah, my opinion. Is. Miller and Condon joined by Ben Kirchoval Next, it's Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO and one. Matt
1: Emery sent you. Now back to Miller and Condon on fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point three FM.
0: It's, uh, 10.35. Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's 1460 KXNO 0106.3 FM. Ben Kercheval, CBSSports.com, is in the middle of a breaking story, is what he said to us. Mm-hmm. He'll join us at 11.05. So he's finishing, or his editor's got him working on something, but he's unavailable right now. Push back a half an hour. Uh, that's fine with us. A couple of things. i want I wanna, I got a question I want to post to you in just a second. Before that, though, Brett McMurphy, I thought it's, it's a complete waste of time, but nonetheless, it's... Uh, I clicked. Um, his bowl projections. Now that he's at the Action Network, oh, his bowl projections come with a projected point spread. Love that. I do like that. I part. actually
2: might click on these now.
0: Well, that's what I did. So he's got, uh, and I and I like both both of our needle movers bowl destinations. He's got Iowa playing Washington in the inaugural Las Vegas Bowl, mm-hmm. which would be a blast.
2: Yes, it would.
0: What um, would the you know with the number? That's a pickle. Pick 'em, huh? Yeah, and All he's right. got Iowa State in the Sugar Bowl against Texas A and M. The Clones, a half point favorite. So essentially, a pick 'em. Not too bad. Not too bad. I mean, I hope he's right on both of those point spread. I don't care about, but I hope that the destinations and the opponents are both right. Two bowl
2: on. trips this year. Yeah,
0: well, although I'm going to Vegas with the Cyclones in September. Oh, okay.
2: So now you get to do New Orleans. I get to do the yeah.
0: I get to cover the. I don't want to be known as Cyclone Miller. I gotta switch it up. Right.
2: Right. Right. I see how it is. Right. Cyclone hater. Well, so you got to go back to Vegas then. If the Hawks are playing in Vegas, I get to go to New Orleans. Thought about that. Yeah. See. Uh Call me Cyclone Miller. (laughs) Ah, there it is. There it
0: is. (laughs) Yeah, I love Bourbon Street. (laughs) Anyways, um, so let's do this, Trent. I'm going to ask you this, this hypothetical question. Yes. If the Alliance is right, and we do get a, and from Iowa's perspective, um, your Hawks get to go to uh, a home-and-home home with a, an ACC and a Pac-12 school. And this is going to, regardless of when it starts, who would you like to start it with? So the two years the home-and-home home against the Pac-12, and the home-and-home home against the ACC. I mean, you're not going to get, I don't think, two marquee brands. Right. You might get one really good one, and then you might get Delta awake for it. Sure. <laughs> um, not that that would be necessarily bad for the win column, although they're better than... Uh, they're all they're, right. They're not bad. So who would you like to see from an Iowa perspective to start this thing?
2: So let's start with this. Is Notre Dame considered an ACC school? No. So they're taken off the board? Yes. Okay, Because that is the number 1 Of course answer. it is. You get the storylines with the feigning Irish. I would yep. Notre Dame haven't played yada yada yada. So mm-hmm. take them away the for Jim me. The Jim Zobel stories would be brought back up <laughs> Absolutely. again. Absolutely, lots of good ones there, but we don't get that. So I'm going to go with Florida State. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Big time brand, mm-hmm. huge stadium, mm-hmm. fun road trip. Yeah, kind of everything that you're looking for there. Florida State. Because Clemson... Yeah, Clemson's going to play Ohio State. Right, it, right. Yeah, that, That's already there. Now, and do he, they look at this from a competitive...
0: I would think so. So they would match the teams that, that are also going to be good. Yeah, yeah but So the fourth place team, when they do put this together, at least to begin with? Because they'll have to schedule
2: years in advance. Well, I don't think they're going to do that, though. You don't think Because so? you get into problems when you do that. I think this is going to be very fluid, where it's going to be more so of a 2 So two year years, deal. you find out who you're going... That's actually more fun. Oh, Absolutely. And then when that comes out and mm-hmm. it's announced on oh, it, we'll the Big Ten show. network, and yes, speculation and rumblings, kill and a bunch else. of shows. <laughs> we got a lot in front of us. All
0: right, I like your Florida State. All right, so the ACC and it's realistic,
2: where yes. Clemson's not. No, they're, they're not making Clemson Iowa coming out of the chute. I don't think so, but, but Florida State, yeah. Miami could be North mm-hmm. Carolina. Those are all programs that mm-hmm. are up there that would make sense, even a Louisville. But yeah, see no now that would State.
0: be my choice Louisville because Papa John Stadium is literally you can throw a rock and hit Churchill Downs that's right up your alley it's right up my alley right. I mean if you watch the Kentucky Derby as they're on the ter- as they're on the final turn in the background is Papa John Stadium mm-hmm. and it's really nice and there's a bunch of hotels it's a nice area of Louisville anyways so you're choosing you're choosing Florida State yes now anxious to see who you come up with in the pac 12 we've seen the Arizona and the Arizona State thing yes recently mm-hmm um, who do you want to see? I want to see UCLA.
2: Reason is twofold. A, no, there's only one reason. Well There's only one. It's a brand. Not yeah, a very okay, good. That's one. A, that's a good brand. Beautiful uniforms. Uh, that's another one, but come on, get get to the real reason. But for any Hawkeye fan short of eighty years old, <laughs> yeah. their memories inside the Rose Bowl oh, are not man. exactly glowing. And because of that, here's an opportunity to yes. make amends trend
0: this is the most spectacular venue and it it's one of the most spectacular venues in sports absolutely period
2: you've been to a lot i've been to a lot oh. i've been to college football stadiums across the country i think i've been to i don't know 25 30 of them mm-hmm. and the rose bowl eight, just you walk something. in and it it feels so different the feeling of this and it's huge but it doesn't feel huge no. it feels very intimate you're there with mm-hmm. 95,000 of your closest friends. Because it's the bowl. It's yeah The way that it's built. Mm-hmm. It's not a tier system. It's mm-hmm. one big bowl. Yep. And it is incredible. So yeah. there it is. UCLA, that's first
0: up. Oh, my God. Would that ever be great? Did I get it right? Yes, you did. Okay. I like both of your choices. Uh, the Pac-12, look, we've seen them. When did they play? I was at this game. So I lived in Denver, 91, 92, 93, and ninety four. Was I there for the '94 football season? When did so I, I saw Iowa at Folsom Field. Oh yeah,
2: when would got clubbed out there, right?
0: Right, but it was in the. Do you remember the year '93? 90, yeah, right in that range though. '93. Yeah. So, and that was a. It's a great setting. I mean, Folsom Field is beautiful, Boulder, Colorado. That would be great. There's so many nice stadiums in the Pac-12. There really are. I mean, I'm sure. I've never been to the Coliseum.
2: I have not. I've even. never been to the Coliseum. It's a different kind of building when it's full. It's good when it's full. Right. Uh, Ninety two was the year was that was out there. Okay. That was the year that Hayden finally listened to everybody. No more cream puffs on the schedule. This is what they had what the early on. NC State in the kickoff classic mm-hmm. in East Rutherford. Mm-hmm. Number one Miami came to town. Oh my God. Came to Kinnick. Iowa State. Then they went to Colorado <laughs> and went to Michigan. Jesus. That's how they open up the season. And of course they went. Oh my gosh. One and four to but open the up. the season. fans Got their wish. Nineteen ninety-two. I remember that one because I was at the last game of the year up in the Roller Dome at the uh-huh. Metrodome against the Gophers. They just had to win that game to get into the Copper Bowl, which is now the Insight Bowl. They lost to the Gophers. Mm. Maybe that's why I hate Minnesota so much. Mm-hmm. That one really stung. Lost to a bad Minnesota team. Yeah, just needed that to get to the Copper Bowl. Alas, uh, five and seven.
0: All right, so let, let's carry this one step forward. So, who do you? Um, we, we are we're going to see. So they play the six teams in. Well, do they do away with divisions
2: in the Big Ten? It's been a long conversation point, right? Mm-hmm. We have Does heard this. Does this, this finally jumpstart this? This might be the one that yeah. pushes it, where yeah. we are going to schedule. You know, do you go to a pod type system where you at least protect rivalries at the very least? Well, so let's do that. Which rivalries do you want to see protected? Don't you have to keep Nebraska? You do because Nebraska doesn't have anybody
0: else, and they're yeah. So you have to. And and look from where I sit as a, an outsider type, right? Mm-hmm. I think I see more hate mm-hmm. on Nebraska week than any of the other games. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin, you want to beat Wisconsin. You want to beat Minnesota. You took the goalposts out of there. Didn't you win that? I mean, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it over at that point? when The fight's merged? over. They've stopped right? it. Yeah. Exactly,
2: right? Yeah. It, you have to keep Nebraska. So who's the other one? Do you want Wisconsin? I think Wisconsin and Minnesota. If there's three, it's those three. If it's only two? I think it's only two. What does the math say? One, two, three, four, five, six. So you play, well, you're going to play eight games. Mm-hmm. Three, and then you rotate the other five. That means, what's the four? You've got ten left. No, it'd work that way. It'd be three protected rivals, okay. if my quick math. So Minnesota, Wisconsin, right. and Nebraska. Works right. But if it's only two, and you also have to think the other side. Because Minnesota and Wisconsin, those are automatics. Mm-hmm. Who would be their other protected rival? If it's Iowa, Minnesota, then who's Wisconsin's? Is it Northwestern? Illinois? Mm. Neither those. I don't don't give a damn about that. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) They can figure it out on their own.
0: (laughs) We're solving Iowa's problem schedule. So keep Nebraska and keep... Minnesota, I think it'll be... The pig. Yeah. The pig matters. You
2: know what? That's the answer.
0: That's the answer. You gotta keep those... It's the trophy. Yeah.
2: It's the trophy. That would be pretty good. Even though Madison and Iowa City are... The closest. And it's a pretty good city, too. Yeah, yeah a- but so is Minneapolis. Yeah, it is.
0: Not a college town. Though. No, it's not. Where Madison is. But it's more of a college town than Chicago is. With, <laughs> Very you, true. I mean, by a mile. Yes. All right, it's coming up on 1045. We will get to Ben Kirchhoff um, from CBS Sports to kick off the second hour of the program. Randy Peterson is going to join us, our friend from the Des Moines Register, about 11-20. What does he make of all of this? Uh, what silver linings can he find? I think the SEC thing, if the SEC shut out of Big Ten, Pac-12, and AC school opponents, he to play somebody. There's a
2: lifeline out there. There's a lifeline out there, Right. And that elevates the conference as a whole. You're playing those games. You're going to win some of those mm-hmm. games. Yeah, Texas Tech's not beating Alabama. Get no, it. no. But you know what? All of a sudden, Baylor knocks off Auburn. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Iowa State went down and they knocked off who? Kentucky. And you, you pile up. You know, they won four of those ten games this year. That was pretty dang good out of this conference. Maybe they're better in... Maybe it's not just the champion gets mm-hmm. into the college football playoff, but two teams yep. come that, out of the Big 12. That Nate Shielhouse can really coach. <laughs> oh, that's where you're going. You already got that, huh? You I wanted to be first.
0: Be. <laughs> no, that wasn't on the back of my mind. <laughs> Mark right? it down. August 24th. Uh-huh. Ken Miller made the pronouncement. It's a busy month. I got Notre Dame in the Big 12. Yeah. Earlier this year, I had Ryan Saunders coaching Iowa State. And now uh, Shieldhouse is the next coach at Iowa i I'm due.
2: One I'm for doing, three is best case scenario
0: for you. Uh, ten forty six, Miller and Condon, Mitch Holtis next, Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KX and O one <laughs> 1960 KXNO 106.3 FM. Didn't the Doobie Brothers bring down the curtain at the fair on Sunday? Yes. Was Michael McDonald here? He was. He really was? He was. I didn't know that. Well, that's pretty good. And gold. I'm surprised he didn't go. You know what? If I, well, I wouldn't have gone anyway. Exactly. Who am I kidding? Uh Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, one of four that were recognized by Barrett Sports Media today as, uh, I want to get this exactly in front of salute to the best voices in the NFL, and we're joined by one of the four that were uh, mentioned in this article. Hello, Mitch Holtis. Have you seen that?
1: I have not. Thanks for giving me that news. I was going to ask you, are the Doobie Brothers Canadian? But <laughs> You, no, you've you have uh, trumped me on these on the news. Thanks, man. Uh, that's that's it, awesome. It
0: is uh, Meryl Reese from the Eagles. You, Paul yep. Allen from the Vikings, and I'm missing yep. one. Um, 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 um okay. uh, the Lions, the Detroit Lions. Miller, Dan Miller. Okay, yeah, don't Dan Miller. Much. Yeah, yep. Don't know much about him. Anyways, uh, you certainly belong in that list. Mitch, uh, let's get to the year. Thanks for that
1: news. I appreciate
0: it. Yeah, it's at Barrett Sports Media. You'll be able to find that here. Um, Okay. Let's get into the here and now, and that's the quarterback, and he's talking about his young offensive line. Mitch, I've uh, racked my brain. I'm sure there have been similar circumstances, but a Super Bowl favorite, and that's exactly what the Chiefs are, uh, to replace the entire right side uh, of the offensive line and their centers, three of the five pieces, with essentially rookies, as Niang didn't play that year. uh, Asking a lot, uh, is the quarterback confident?
1: Well, and they've not disappointed these guys. Uh, you know, there's no, no regular season games yet under their belt, these young offensive linemen, with the exception of Tooney and Brown. I mean, they've got starts behind them and Pro Bowls and uh, the other three are rookies, but still, they've progressed every week. This is our fourth week of doing these reports, and these guys just continue to march forward with no setbacks. Now, the Cleveland Browns loom with guys like Miles Garrett and others, a really good young defense, so that'll pose challenges in the regular season. But still, the guy who has noticed the most is the guy who benefits the most from these guys, and that is Patrick Mahomes. He's seeing their growth on a daily basis.
0: It, that, I think that's where the chemistry is being built. I mean, they've, they've really come together already as a unit. Uh, and you can tell they've gotten to know each other. They understand what each other likes. Uh, they understand how to play, play off of each other, and they'll continue to learn. Um, a lot of – highly talented players that are highly intelligent and I think the biggest thing that you see is they love football. Uh I go to I go to I went to dinner with these guys and all they want to talk about is football the entire time and I'm like, "Man, I, I love football, but at some point we got to we we got to just we got to just talk about some other things." But that that's that's how they are, all of them. They love football.
1: It's hard to do to burn out Patrick Mahomes <laughs> really? on football, but if, you know, but if the offensive line does that, I kind of chuckled when he when he told me that, thinking, "Okay, wow, these guys are into it." But uh, Patrick's not talking about hey coming together. That's a lot, as we've talked about for years on these reports. Good offensive lines, the best in the league are those that work as an orchestra. Some play the bassoon and some play the oboe. But the ones that work together are the ones that win football games.
2: Working together, always a big piece of it here. You go through and getting the continuity, but also those reps, uh, understanding where your brethren is going to be up front there. In terms of reps, I know there's been some guys banged up. Where do they feel like they are in terms of the development of the offensive line and as he said being ready for Cleveland?
1: It's an excellent question because there is no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts here. You can't get instant oatmeal. Oh, let's start three rookies and let her rip. Even in the regular season, there's going to be moments. But Trent, that that's my point and that's the focus and the thesis point of this Tuesday is this group is ahead of the curve. They're smart, tough, and as as Patrick said, they love football. Well, that all helps getting you to that end point that you're asking about in in an expedient fashion because these guys are into it and willing to work together. And you must work together because of the intricacies that's involved in this offense specifically and then the specificity that's required in the National Football League. That's why it's exciting. But the shockwave of it is what happens to these veterans who have 100 starts And four Super Bowls, these, these guys just started four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's not enough room for all these guys. Right. So I'm not sure what's going to happen over the next week. It'll be worth a watching. listen.
0: Yeah, you know, it's exactly where I was going, Mitch, because we spent a lot of time talking about guys that are on that proverbial roster bubble right now, and if some of those young guys make it, uh, a lot of times that comes at the expense of these veterans. Blythe or, a, or a Remmers or a, my guy, Duvernay Tardif. Um, there, there's yeah. got to be some veterans that are sitting on some pins and needles here.
1: You're right there, Ken. You're right there. and And like yesterday, we talked about the Taco Charlton release. Former first round yep. pick, talented guy. He just got zoomed by by guys like Mike Dana, um, who just passed him up. And that's what's happened here with the offensive line. But what do you do with these other guys? I mean, you have to. It's it's fascinating to me. I really have not seen anything like it, uh, where you have this much experience backing up folks, and there's just not enough room for all of them. You throwing in Kyle Long yep. uh, in this discussion, <laughs> who you think you're going to get at some point, and it just it it makes it tough. I I, I don't know where this is headed.
2: Up list for Kyle Long, physically unable to perform, but hope he'll be back at some point. Mitch, uh, peel back the curtain for us a little bit. What's it like the day leading into cut day? What it's like around the complex? It, it it's got to be an unsettling. You know, you're not going to get a pink slip, Mitch. You're you're okay there, but just inside the complex, hey, it's got to be odd. No, no, no. Who
1: knows? Who knows? <laughs> and and one of these days, I'll write a book, and you might want to read it. But it'll give you an indication <laughs> of the tension in 28 years. Uh, that's presented itself on a regular basis, but go ahead. So what is it? Walking
2: through the building, knowing and, and looking guys in the eye, could be the last time you see them.
1: Man, I'm, I, it's going to make me emotional. In 28 years, I, I've never gotten used to that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen guys with their dreams of kindergarten. They played football since kindergarten. in yeah. the great dream in their families, and they got to say, nope, this is it. And you keep trying. I mean, we see guys make it after being, we caught, uh, um Witzman yesterday, the South Dakota State Jackrabbit. He's been on 10 teams, 10 teams. He keeps trying, but he keeps getting cut and never seems to quite make it. And he's on the verge of being a fully vested veteran. He needs one more hit. <laughs> and If he doesn't, he doesn't get fully vested. And wow. fully vested means you get benefits, 401Ks, wow. and, and medical benefits the rest of your life. <laughs> but if you don't, you don't. He's a year away from it. So it gets real. Even if we announced at the station, hey, there's going to be three gone by tomorrow. You can imagine the tension driving Jeez. us to work yeah. of, like, me or you, right? Yeah. So it's 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 very, you have to train yourself for it, Trent, but you never get callous to it. If you do, then you need to go bye-bye.
0: Mm. Uh, Mitch, uh, the music's playing. Let's talk about Papa John's. I'll throw it to you for 30 seconds. Fire away.
1: New New special, brother. It's coming. I don't have it yet. I see the drone flying right above the principal Uh-oh. building right now. See it? I well, do. The Doobie Brothers are playing on top of the drone by <laughs> Papa John's. And they're looking, getting ready to send us uh to send us that special. So stay tuned. I'm waiting for word from the Donaldson's. Hopefully uh, we'll have, have, it have it tomorrow. Under, under a tent in Johnston.
0: Bye. See you, buddy.